The real estate biz is drastically changing, and modern real estate success can't be learned in some old course manual. This is everything they never told you about real estate, where industry leaders expose secrets to success, contemporary lead generation, and how to dominate social media. All moderated by your host, the real estate goat and queen of social media, Carrie Sauve. Welcome. I'm your host, Carrie, and I am joined with David Hutchinson. He is a Toronto real estate broker with Rare Real Estate for five years in the industry. He has is on a team of 11, and you started off in the rentals in the downtown core. Uh, yeah. He's a huge believer in CRM utilization, which is perfect. We're going to talk about that. And helping agents understand they likely don't have a lead gen problem, but a follow-up problem. Uh, you built a brand online from being genuine, and that's why I want to have you on. Your your social media kills me. It's it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I uh, honestly, I just um, I realized it. I remember like it was like four, three or four years ago when I started doing all my social media stuff, and I remember always trying to be super like posh and professional. And then my friends were the one that kind of checked me and just told me, you know, you look silly. Just be yourself. And uh, I ended up doing that and just uh, getting more clients that way. I had a few older clients that would reach out to me and be like, I love that you're authentic. And, and truthfully, I would go into listing appointments and people would feel like they already knew me. So, you know, if I went in, I think, and I was a different person, I think they might have been like, "What the who the fuck is this guy? You know, so yeah. going into these listing appointments, they already knew who I was, right? We've already chatted or they've watched my stories or whatever. And, and yeah. Yeah, that's the greatest thing that's about good. social media is um you can build trust as long as you're authentic and you're showing who you are and you're showing an aspect you know i i coach some realtors and uh there's a lot of mixed messages out there from coaches and i hear sure. a lot of oh well you need to be very professional and keep everything separate and i'm like how are you going to build trust with somebody who's never met you before unless you're showing them who you are right so I, I'm sure. guessing that that's translated really well into your business. Um, yeah. It looks like you're doing. Yeah. Like, I know realtors that are scared to put that they're, you know, out for drinks or that they're on a trip or, and I'm like, look, you're, we're people too, you know, like you're allowed to do things, you know, yeah. they don't expect you to be on your computer constantly. If you're, and I'm actually, sometimes I, I get, I'm bad at that. Like I'll, and it's because when I'm out, I'm usually like, I'm out and I'm disconnected and my phone's away. Cause I'm always on it. I'm sure like all realtors. So when I'm out, I'm out. Um, but I, I know it's like, you know, I have a lot of people that are scared to, to put that out there, put out their, what they're doing in their day to day. But most people honestly care about, you know, to see what you're doing day to day. And they don't really care about the, the, the 500 square foot condo that, you know, everyone else has seen. Yeah, nobody times. wants to see just listed and just sold, and that's all that your content is. It's so mm -hmm. boring. I'll just unfollow yeah. people left, right, and center. I'm like, yeah, honestly, trash, trash. if I see people add me, and yeah, me too. Like when they add me, and it's just like just sold, just leased, just sold, just leased. I'm like, honestly, I, I and I know half of those probably aren't yours anyways. So it's like, what does that? You know? <laughs> like, who are we kidding here? Let's just be ourselves and have fun with it. And I think I think that's what the issue is. I think a lot of people aren't using social media correctly in the sense that, you know, TikTok and Instagram are, are fun recreational apps that were designed for fun and entertainment. So people don't go on, on TikTok or Instagram expected to be sold stuff, right? So 
When yeah. I open my TikTok, if it's just me being sold shit, I'd probably close it right away. But if I'm on there and I'm laughing and I'm getting entertained and learning a few things here and there, I will stay on that all day. So I feel like that's the better way to use your social media is to educate and entertain. It doesn't say you have to be a comedian. Like, you know, I, I'm not everyone's the same, but use it to your advantage on how you can entertain and, and educate at the same time. But, you know, pushing your stuff down people's throat to sell everything, like it just doesn't make sense. And your social media is great like that too. You're just being yourself. You're being funny. You're doing the trend. It's perfect, right? And that's what people can relate to. And that's what people want to see, honestly, I think. Yeah. So years ago when my Instagram blew up, uh, I blew up really early on in my career. And it was because honestly, I was showing a lifestyle. I was selling a lifestyle. Like I was at like private Drake concerts and going out for dinner every night. Now I'm the realtor that literally is like the ambassador to my area. I have people reach out. I have builders reach out to me that are just moving into town. And they're like, Carrie, where do I go for the best pizza in town? Where do I go to do this? Because I've created not just like a real estate brand, but like uh, an ambassador brand, right? It's very important. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm I, I saying the same thing. I started doing that during uh, during COVID when mm -hmm. when businesses were struggling. I would reach out to local businesses and be like, hey, look, how would I do a video on your store for free? I live in the area. I love the food here or I love the clothes here. Like, why don't I do this for free? Push some business your way. And like, you know, I wasn't asking for anything in return, but mm -hmm. it led to down the road. People calling me being like, oh, I just ate at this restaurant. And they mentioned you're a realtor. So, you know, and it kind of like started with that. But yeah, it yeah, good. it's great cross promotion and supporting local businesses and people who we frequent their restaurants, their places of business is super important. So important. My, my quarterly emails, like when I'm sending out emails to my database, honestly, most of the time it's talking about a new restaurant in the city or a new gym or a new activity. I'm not sending out like, hey, look at this cool condo that doesn't make sense for you whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, you know, this is a sweet new restaurant that in the area that you just purchased in. Uh, if you need reservations, let me know. I, I have friends with the owner, whatever, you know. I like that. I really like that because um, in this business, I believe that you have to stand out. And it's harder and harder to stand out as, you know, in the past, I'd say five years, technology and real estate has grown more than I've seen in my entire career of like 13, 14 years, right? So you have a lot more agents hitting social media. So the thing that made us stand out three years ago is not enough anymore. So what are you doing that nobody else is doing? And you're saying providing really good content like this um, to your CRM, to your database is, is a really great idea. What else would you say sets you apart? Um, I, I think honestly, in terms of like on social media, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I'm super just genuine on social media. I think that's what sets me apart. I'm, I really don't care. Uh, I, I've, I used to care a lot, uh, about what people thought about me. I used to be so nervous to get bad comments. I used to like, I'd get a bad comment actually just recently. Uh, I, I posted something about, I did a showing. It wasn't even a real story. Okay. It was like, I went to like four or five fucking showings and there was like tenants in all of them. It was an investor client of mine. Okay. So obviously there were, and there was like a, whatever I'm rambling. They're all fucking tenanted units. Okay. And they were like, just gross houses and it was just is what it is i'm not saying tenants are bad 
I help a lot. I started my business helping tenants and still to this day help tenants. And I posted a video being like, oh, uh, let me tell you what, it, what it's like to show a tenanted property. And I was like, typically they're sitting down for lunch. You're always interrupting their lunch. And uh, there's always, one. they're always cooking smelly food. And I'm like, there's always a sick cat because there's always a sick looking animal. <laughs> I swear to God. And I wasn't making fun of, you know, tenants. I, I, I was a tenant forever and until I bought and I help tenants every single day, literally. And uh, it wasn't even a single story. Anyways, uh, I don't use Twitter, but uh, my friends use Twitter. And uh, there's a person on Twitter that like reposted that video. And I was getting like roasted, roasted. Uh, and actually, there was like one realtor who was like sticking up for me. And I didn't even know about it. And she sent it to me. It was like, hey, just a heads up. And uh, I was like, for like a split second, I was like, oh, my God, shit. Like, fuck, is that bad? And then I'm like, you know what? Who the it doesn't you can make the perfect video and like not stutter and put point some really good facts and it's all about how the audience is going to take that take that story and how it resonates with them right like yeah uh i had a friend do a tiktok post and it was a a happy story for him but it must have resonated bad with some other people and got negative reviews and it's like you're never going to make a perfect video no matter what you say you're going to bother somebody realtors are hated in general so it's like <laughs> We're already starting off down here to get like up here. It's impossible, you know, like just post it. Like who cares? You know, I, yeah. and, and I, I have a lot of newer realtors on my team and uh, you know, I know that it's stressful and, and nerve wracking to post the videos and you watch them like 50 times. Truthfully, I don't even watch my videos. I'll record it. If I think it's like kind of funny, I'll post it and I won't even look at it. I'm like, fuck, whatever. If it does good, it does good. It doesn't, it doesn't. I thought it was funny. It's okay. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's a line between, you know, I, I don't post my like political views. I don't post my religious views. I don't post some of that. Right? But uh, to an extent, I mean, you know, post, just post it, you know? Yeah. I, I see some of your content and I literally laugh out loud and I don't laugh out loud a lot. Some of it, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> I just, don't, I, just uh, I think of something funny and as realtors, it's super lonely. Like this career can be really, really lonely. And, yeah. you know, a lot of time. Uh, like I can't call my buddies. A lot of my friends aren't realtors. So I, I couldn't call them and it wouldn't be funny to them. You know, it just, they'd be like, I don't, I don't get it. But if I post on social media, my followers all realtors. So they'll think it's funny and they'll get it. And if I offend two people of, of 17, I don't give a shit, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, I, Here's the thing is. though, with, with um, any tenanted property. So like, forget about posting about tenanted situations or investment properties. I remember just posting a freaking ad for a property and they mentioned that there's a tenant and this is on Facebook. Oh, yeah. It's not even on TikTok, which is TikTok is notorious for these trolls, right? This is on oh, yeah. Facebook ad for a freaking investment property. And I have like 30 comments about how I'm the scum of the world and, you know, <laughs> I'm displacing fam. I'm just like, yo, like, I said in my my description, tenant willing to stay. Like, get the leave me alone. Get off my back. Yeah, you, you can't, can't win. win. You're never gonna win. Like, you know, it's so I, that's my thing. I think that's how I, I've honestly separated myself. Is I genuinely just don't I don't care what people are gonna say. I mean, to an extent, but I just built my whole brand on being genuine and, and telling my mm -hmm. my stories. And I I don't post a lot of uh, just sold, just whatever because I'm I'm I'm. I remember being a consumer buying real estate. I remember when I bought my first condo, I wasn't a realtor mm -hmm. and I 
didn't find I if I went on real like uh, Instagram to find a realtor and just saw just sold just leased, I'd be like, that's boring. Like <laughs> I'm bored of it and I'm a realtor, so I've I've I don't care to post that stuff. If I have something really cool, I'll post it. But yeah, yeah most of my stuff's just my life and funny. It, it works for you though. And like, let's be honest, you're a male, you're not a female. I, I I'm guilty yeah. of this. When I started on Instagram, as well as a lot of female realtors with large accounts, it was all pictures of us, you know, like that was our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're doing it differently. Sure. And that's, that's awesome. Um, I think I actually think it's, 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 I feel, and it's not, maybe not my place to say this, but I, I honestly feel that the female realtors have it a little bit more difficult than some of the male realtors in a sense that uh, like I see my girlfriend's account, you know, and, and I, it's just different, you know, like people, it, it's different. People are, the comments she gets are root, wor way worse than I get. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of time for me, for example, I get a lot of DMS from social media from people to go see properties or to meet for whatever. And I think I'm a big six foot four dude with tattoos. So like if someone wanted to meet me to go show a house at 9 PM off Instagram, yeah. I'll go because I'm not that concerned. <laughs> but on the other hand, I know like I have a lot of new realtors on my team, you know, this, I mean, pictures all the time with their DMS and they're like, Hey, like, what do I do? This guy wants to meet me for drinks. And I'm like, you know, yeah, they have that, you have that whole other aspect of side of things that you guys have to worry about. And it's not really fair. But. It is. It is. And honestly, I feel like it takes, attractive women a lot longer to prove themselves in this industry um yeah. for people to take them seriously and see we we actually have to showcase more of the act like the activities that the real estate buy and solds i feel like yeah. because it's almost like if we don't show them are they doing business or are they models do you know what I mean so it's kind of like 100%. We have to have a really good mix of that. But honestly, last summer, I'm in my pool. I posted a picture of myself in my bikini in my pool because literally that is my life. I work from my pool all summer mm -hmm. and that is who I am. And everyone's like, oh my God. You're like what? I'm at my, what do you want me to I'm do? Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, my boobs are really big. Like, yeah, I don't want to put a t-shirt on here. Like that. I have new girls on my team. That have like, yeah, they have like different lives in the past, right? They worked uh, different industries in the past, and it's yeah. like, um, you know, I'm oh, sorry, one second. And they're allowed to. You're allowed to go to the beach. You're allowed to yeah. go out and have drinks. It's okay. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. Um, we brought up a little bit about um, tenants and investors, yeah. and uh, I would like to get a little bit serious right now. What do you think there's a lot of our LTV system is broken. Yeah, um, do you work with, I know you used to do a lot of leases. Are you still doing them? Like what are your feelings about what's going on in Toronto? Because I'm having some really bad experiences with tenants right now. And yeah. it is yeah. like, I'm, I'm weighing the option. Like, do I send my six foot six husband in there to remove them and take the $50,000 fine? Or do, am I maybe going to be out $60,000 at the end? Like, it's getting crazy. I know. I, it's funny. I literally, before this, I just had a call uh, with an old rental I did a year ago and the agent mm -hmm. just called me and she's like, Hey, uh, your tenant from X years ago is stopped paying. Are you still talking to her? And I was like, 
No. Uh, but okay. So I, this is a, yeah, this is a good one. This is a good question. I do still work with rentals a little bit. I mostly hand it off to my team now at this point, but if I have like referral clients, I'll help them out or, or, but yes, I'm still involved with it. I see both sides, honestly. Um, the landlord tenant board in Ontario is, is brutal. Like it's just no, for, for landlords and investors, it's just not fair. There's nothing to protect them. And, um, you know, like I had a client from Calgary recently and there it's, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but in Calgary, it's like, I mean, it is the wild west, but still they can just walk if they want. Like if their tenants aren't paying rent, it's like, hey, you're out. You know what I mean? Whereas here, it's just really not fair for these, for these owners and the, it's tough. I also see the other side of the spectrum where the tenants have issues with the landlords, right? Yeah. Um, the landlords, you know, re requesting weird things or being shady. Um, mm -hmm. I know like a lot of landlords in Toronto are in serious trouble right now because they were during the during COVID, you could rent out a condo for fourteen hundred downtown when it's really worth like twenty two. So those people are, are in since COVID and they're not leaving because they know what's going on out there. And this landlord is bleeding money, and you know they're starting now to do like shady things. They say, "Oh, I'm moving in," or uh, they just try to like raise the rent without them knowing what's going on. But I think it's just brutal all around. Like the, yeah, the, the, it's bad. It's so bad. And the rental market in Toronto right now is a sick joke. Like every, every good condo, it, it's got 10, 15 offers on it. Um, you know, it's, it's like gone in a day. It's one bedroom condos downtown are probably 24 50 right now. Mm. Um, it's tough. And you know, I work when you work with a good, a new, like renting is usually people that are, you know, starting out their career. They're making 50, 60, 70 K it's like, I don't know how they're ever going to get out of that renting yeah. like, hamster wheel because if you're paying twenty four fifty a month for a one bedroom, how how are you saving any money? Your your take home per month is like let's say six thousand, so you're left yeah. with like what a little bit each. It's it's crazy, um, but yeah, it's tough for the land landlords are are suffering and landlords have it really hard. Like, and that's why whenever I work with a, a landlord or I work with a tenant and, and mm -hmm. we're putting an application and sometimes the tenant will say. Why do they want my credit score? Why do they want this and that? I'm like, look, this is their only chance to look into you. Once they sign this agreement, like you're in and you can stay for 20 years if you want, you know? So like, I understand both sides, but I feel like it's just, there's, there's a very huge lack of information out there for both tenants and landlords. And, you know, I get my landlord clients, my, my investor clients all the time being like, Hey Dave, I want to get this guy out and then put a new one in. I'm like, well, you can't. <laughs> or or buying a new condo with the intention of just kicking that person out right away and re-renting i'm like this th you can't you yeah know? like uh yeah it's, it's a lack it's of information sad. it's a big lack of information yeah it's sad and and don't get me wrong i think being a canadian uh shelter should be a human right you know what i mean we pay enough taxes mm -hmm. for it but my problem is that uh, it's falling on the backs of the small investors, not the corporations, the ones that own income properties for their retirement, right? Like realtors and, sure. you know, all these people who are firefighters and policemen and they have all of these, they have a couple of investment properties and that's their, that's their retirement, you know? So the government, yeah. I think this is the government's fucking. <laughs> because yeah, no, I, I agree yeah they're not doing their job you know supply more affordable housing and stop yeah. putting it on us right to deal with yeah yeah there's a lot of uh 
like, I think that's a big misconception too. And I work with uh, the tenant side of the thing. I always kind of explain, you know, they're like, oh, it's just the landlord. Like the, it's a la they got tons of money. I'm like, you don't know that, you know, this might be their only investment yeah. and they're probably losing money with you being in here realistically. And if they're cash flowing and if they bought it recently, it's might be like 50 bucks a month. So if anything, this is irritating mm -hmm. for the landlord and the, and the investor. So like, let's all work together. But yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting. It's a weird, it's a weird, weird. Toronto's bad too. Toronto's really bad. <laughs> um, like we're a different animal down here, I swear. But yeah, I, I think there's gotta be more information. Like you said, I do agree with that. I think there's a lot of, a lot of pressure on the individual owners, individual investors to just kind of like, be like okay how do you be okay you know and and like you said there are now these people that's their retirement plan they're being forced to sell yeah. and not only are they being forced to sell they're gonna selling for i mean we're down 15 20 percent from the peak mm -hmm. anyways but now they have a tenant in there that there's one example right now where it was on the market and then off the market it's at uh i'm not gonna say the address because i want to sell it so i'm convinced but there's a tenant in there and and it's not even the tenant's fault. I don't get mad at the tenant. I understand that this is very frustrating. The tenant, the, the landlord tried to sell at a price because they just bought it. So they couldn't sell it because they're going to be taking too big of a hit. So they rented it out. So now it's rented out. Their original listing agent, you know, messaged me and was like, hey, can I get your help selling this? I know you're in the area. I know you're local. I live down the street. Can mm -hmm. you send it out to your database and help me send it or help me sell it? Um, and I have the clients to sell this property, but getting in is next to impossible. And everyone says, well, you know, you can go in between eight to eight, but it's like, is it worth the, the headache of getting, an, you know, showing up to the door and then the tenant not letting us in? It's a big mess, you know? So this, this investor client, she has one condo and can't sell it. And she's probably losing like five, 600 bucks a month with this tenant inside. And I get the tenant doesn't want to let people in all the time. It's very annoying trying to live their life, but they can't. And I got inside and the guy is just working from home. He's not messy, but there's like, only, he's never unpacked, moved in, just boxes everywhere. And unfortunately, a lot of first time home buyers can't look past that stuff. You know, yeah. they walk in, they're like, mm. and it's uncomfortable. You try to show a house and the guy's watching you and you're like, try, you know, opening a cupboard is okay. You know, it's just a mess. <laughs> so it's. Well, there is good really news tough. for tenants out there. They now have free legal counsel through the LTV. So I don't yeah, know if a lot that. know That's that, good. but they definitely do free legal counsel. All you I, hope that, I hope that they can actually use that. Have you ever tried calling landlord tenant board before? Um, like my tenant did. <laughs> my tenant you got well some great help. <laughs> actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. not great for me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I tried to call one time and it took me like over an hour and a half to get a hold of somebody and they were so unhelpful. I was like, Oh, yeah. girl, thanks. Like, yeah, appreciate it. So, yeah, I actually had a, a seller a few years ago. Um, she didn't have, she had one income property. She's not very educated. Um, and yeah. She rented out to, I don't know, some couple she knows and it wasn't going well and she wanted to, to evict them and, and sell. So she asked me, can you help me do this? So I actually went down to the LTV office in Hamilton at the time. I don't know if it's still there. I did wow. everything for her. And then she gave me the fucking worst review ever. 
like a year later, just got like, I don't know if she's like sitting there fucking drinking a year, two years later, and then just decided to write me like the worst review in the whole world. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I sat in a fucking two-hour lineup for you at the LTV. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I uh, Reviews scare me. I, I, had, uh, yeah, I had an ex-girlfriend a while back put some bad ones on mine. So. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. And you know what the, the worst part is? I reported the first one, had it removed, and then she just kept – she keeps doing it every year. <laughs> yeah, I I still have, I think I have three. I think I have two or three ones that are still up from from my ex. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Um. So you are with they, right? You guys are in a relationship. You've been together for a while. Have are you guys going to combine yeah. your business at all? Mm, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, we already like are have so much. Like all we do is real estate, and all we talk about is real estate that. I think doing that, we, we do a lot of things similar. So like she's kind of starting her team. So I help her a little bit in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think separate is just easier. We already do so much together. Like we, we live across, we don't even live together. We live across the street from each other, which is funny, but everything we do, we're in the same circle, people, friends, we're like, we live beside each other. We, we see each other every day and we all we talk about is real estate. So it's like, I want to try to keep some of it separate. Uh, maybe I, one day, maybe one day in the future. Yeah. I feel like that would be okay. If you're married, right. If you get married, I feel like that, yeah. that would be a really good brand. Like you could take that and do something yeah. with it. Just, just my opinion. She, you know what? We, we actually, it's great because she, so she's like really good at what I'm really bad at. And I'm the opposite. I'm really good at what she's really bad at. She, she's super, super, super organized, super on it with like time blocking and, and when she wants to get shit done, she'll like block it off and get stuff done. And I'm so like ADHD scatterbrain. And um, she'll always be like, dude, you just told me like 15 different things you want to do. Like, what about, let's just do one of those at a time. And I'm like, okay, true. Okay. Okay. You know, and uh, she, she's very like calm. I'm just like chaotic. I have, I want to do everything. Um, so she grounds me a little bit in that sense. So, and yeah. she's great at like paperwork organizing. She does my budgeting for me. Like, cause from, Yeah. Yeah, if I need that. Because honestly, for me, when I I got I just said this on Andrew Perry's thing too. It's like, you know, a lot of realtors when they get into this industry, we don't have uh we're not like some of us are, but I didn't come from a business background. My family isn't entrepreneurs. Uh my family had really little to no uh financial education in terms of like investing in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I came into this industry with none of that knowledge, and now you're expected to run a business and I grew fairly quickly to the point where I was like making good money. But if you're making good money and you have no like financial literacy or financial um, like education, mm-hmm. I would make my money and be like, I don't understand how I have $0 in my account. Like I made <laughs> so much money this year and I have nothing to show for it. And, and truthfully, it was only until when this, like, I was doing really well. And when, when rates started rising, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everyone came to a, a bit of a slow, a mm-hmm. slow halt there. And, I was like, shit, like, okay, I need to like evaluate what I'm doing here. And I had my business coach involved and I had, you know, they helped me too. But I think being financially literate in this industry will take, will will help you so much. And uh, my first like four years in this business, I didn't care. I just spend money how I thought Mm -hmm. it would come and go. And 
it was I was very irresponsible with my with my money and and only now I kind of am able to understand that you know you're running a business and if you don't understand your 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 business and your where your numbers and where you're spending and if that's going to make you money on the back end mm -hmm. like my coach was like you know you think you think of the CEO of Coca-Cola is wondering where his next check's coming from do you think he's wondering what his ROI is on this ad no they they know these things and so should you yeah. so you know, we, we, we took a look at my whole business as a whole. And as of, I think it's been like a year and a half now, realistically, where I've been doing this, but I track everything, you know, everything mm -hmm. I track to the point where I know exactly how many phone calls I make, how many appointments I set, how many emails, how many texts, how long my conversations are, my conversion rate, because I look at how many appointments it takes me to get one closing. Mm -hmm. And that can help you take your business to the next level. Because if you're just running on this hamster wheel of just chasing transactions without actually putting I always, this was a lesson I learned at the beginning, but you know, taking the time to work in your business and working on your business are two separate things, Yeah. right? You need to take that time away to work on your business because if you're constantly working in your business, you're just gonna run the hamster wheel and you're gonna burn out real quick. And you're gonna be like, you're gonna get somewhere in five years and be like, how the fuck did I even get here? I don't even know, you know? Yeah. So, you know, tracking for me is is massive. And that's, and that's kind of how I got into this whole budgeting thing with they, because I was like, shit, I need to be way more diligent with this. I need to know where every penny of mine is going. I need to know all this shit. And, and yeah, like tracking a business is something that I think a lot of realtors don't do uh, yeah. and extremely, extremely important. Uh, like I have, I use follow-up boss for CRM and it tracks manually how, or sorry, automatically how many phone calls are made, how many dials, how many call attempts, whatever texts, emails. And at the end of the year, it's amazing. So you can say, okay, let's just use a number, you know, say this year you make 500,000. Well, if I want to make a million next year, I've seen how I made 500,000. I see it. Mm -hmm. I know. I know what I have to do to make 500,000. If I want to make a million, I have to double it. So I have to double my output, right? I have to double the phone calls, double the emails, double the appointments, whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, for me as uh, one thing that I had like a kind of a cool revelation in my business recently was my coach broke, my business coach broke down what I made hourly based on, you know, conversations and, and closed transactions and all that stuff. Uh, what I made hourly working with sellers, buyers, and renters, because um, at some point to scale your business, and I know you're already doing this, so it's a kudos to you, but for the newer realtors, to know, if you want to get to the point where you want to scale your business, you have to learn how to off or hand off stuff to other people, or you'll be stuck in it and you're going to be, you're going to burn yourself out. It took Average. me forever. I'm a control freak. So for me, yeah, yeah. I had to learn to, to hand off stuff to people and, and, you know, if you work out a commission on the back end, that's cool. But he broke it down because rentals were my baby. It's like I I learned from my original team leader. She showed me how to do these rentals and I took it and I made it my own. And it's how I got to be successful. So for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll just take out one more renter. But if you break it down to cost per hour, it makes sense for me to use that time to try to recruit more and get more listings or work with more mm -hmm. buyers. It just doesn't make sense anymore. So I learned how to look at my business and the big scope of things. And then I can kind of take it from there. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. But myself, I still struggle with giving up a certain amount of control. And I feel like that can be a huge obstacle. We know we need to leverage to scale. This is, it's common knowledge. Well, it's knowledge to those. Yeah. <laughs> that have kind of yeah. had coaches. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the coaches that have guided us and got us here. Right. Um, yeah. but I struggle with giving up the control. I struggle with hiring 
people that are going to give a shit about my business the way I do. Um, part of the reason, yeah. like the only people I had working for me in the past when I had my team, I had an, a, an admin and then I had an ISA and my ISA was family. So uh, cool. after him, it was like, oh my God, I've got to hire somebody that isn't going to care about my business like I do. It's it's really nerve wracking. We just, we got to do it, right? It, it is what it is. But that's a very common fear. Yeah, it's big, big time. It's hard. And it's, uh, I talk with realtors all the time about that. It's, and, you know, for me, like, um, I think, like, I mentor a lot of new realtors. I know you do too. And I, mm -hmm. I. You know, I had to, it took me a while, even as a realtor for myself to understand like my true value and what I bring to people. And I think that's, that's maybe a complex of a lot of like, successful people is they don't truly understand that the value they bring to people. And it took me a while to be like, oh, I can, I can, you know, not do this for free and maybe get something in return if I'm helping or, you know, when I was like getting successful for the longest time, I was just giving my shit away for free and all this and that. And I still give stuff away for free. You no, know, of course we all do. But it comes to a point where you get to, you know, you see what you're doing in your time and you're like, oh, shit, okay, I need to start charging for this because, like, I, you know, it doesn't make sense for me anymore to, to give all this away for free. But it took me forever. It took me, like, I think I'm going into my sixth, it'll be six years in this April, this May, this May. And I'm still, like, I still feel like I'm I'm new. I mean, you're always learning in this industry, yeah. and, but I still feel like I'm just, like, a new little day. <laughs> It's always going to be like that. I'm doing, I've been in the industry for almost 14 years and I'm doing a couple wow. commercial deals right now that I'm just like, thank God for that lawyer's approval condition because. <laughs> well, I did one commercial deal ever. One, it didn't even close, but it was like a, almost a year long thing. Uh, and it was just a mess. Like I big learning curve, but yeah, commercial commercial is a different animal. I love it. Wait. It literally makes me feel alive. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's you, just, you need a little bit. of. Yeah. It, the only thing is, is if we thought that the real estate industry was hard for women in residential, now you're actually, it's not just the clients. Yeah it's now the realtors that you're working with and commercial that are difficult. I, I had, Oh my God. I was, I had, I wanted to put an offer in. Sorry. It's male. Dominated. It's male dominated commercial. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, 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 I went to go put an offer in um, on a commercial condo for just a million dollars for my client. Right. Yeah. And I called the agent. And his phone's off. So I'm texting him and we were just with him. Like he just showed us the property yeah. and then no answer, no answer, no answer to my text. The next day I call him in the morning. Oh, Hey Carrie, how's it going? And I'm like, well, did you get my text? And he's like, yeah, no, I turned my phone off after that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well I need this. Cause it's a, it's a commercial condo. So I'm like, I need this information. If it, this, it's like a commercial, it's like a, uh, condo, residential condo, right? You still need the same yeah. kind of information. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, we'll just like put the offer together and I'll try to get that to you. By the way, <laughs> never got it to me for four days, but I, I'm putting the offer together and he's like, I'm like, is, is, you know, 48 hours irrevocable good for you? Because this guy seems really fucking lazy. Right. And he's like, you know what, Carrie in commercial, we don't use irrevocables. I'm like, where the hell are we? Are, are you like, 
who are you, who do you think you're talking to? Like I've done commercial real estate and yeah. you're going to tell me it's going to take you two weeks to get this in front of your client. Get that. Like uh, I was just, I my, guy, my guy would send me, he would drive by places and send me pictures and be like, Hey, can you call this number? And I was like, sure. And you'd call like 50 times. No answer. <laughs> it's like, I don't even bother anymore. I'm not, I'm not bothering. You know what, though? There's a new generation of commercial real estate agents, and they're actually hustling and getting shit done. So these old timers that are so difficult and condescending and chauvinistic better watch their fucking backs. Good. I like that. I I actually, I don't know much about commercial, to be honest, but uh, I've talked to a few people and they're like, they, they mentioned it was male dominated. And uh, just from that one experience I had, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, if I could do this, I don't have the patience. Like we had to visit the property like 40 times. And I'm like, I still haven't gotten a dollar from this. I'm like, I don't even know if this is closing, you know? Like, and I've been here 40 times. I'm like, Oh my God. The closing was like in the fucking year and a half. I was like, yeah, but that's rare. Happen. That's rare. I'm actually working on an offer right one right now on a, a property site okay. unseen. So that's actually rare. It's okay. not, not like that all the time. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that scared me. That scared me away from, uh, from the, uh, I, I was like, no, I don't know. Not for me. So but, I mean, we still, yeah. Oh, so go ahead. Go for it. No, no, it's okay. Um, I want to ask you the big question because this is what the podcast is about. What's the yeah. number one thing that nobody ever told you about our industry before you got into it? Um, you have to look out for you first. Mm. Um, I think, I came from a sports background. I played hockey my whole life and I was like so used to being a part of teams and, uh, and, you know, having success within a team and I just trusted everybody. Uh, but this industry, I think it is, is the one thing I wish I, I knew at the beginning was you have to look out for yourself first. I mean, not everybody has ill intentions here, but I think to an extent you always have to make sure you put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell even the agents that interviewed to work with me that I'm like, you know, Go talk to 10 different people because you need to look out for you first and what makes sense for you, what makes sense for you. And that's all you need to worry about. Um, yeah. That's really good advice. That's, that's honestly, that that's the first time anybody said that. And it's so true because in our industry at the entry level and even the mid level, um, it's cutthroat. Okay. It's cutthroat because as you know, 10% 10% of the realtors are now it's 10%. It used to be 15 or 20, but 10% of the realtors are making 90% of the money. So you got to look at the majority of the realtors you're going to come across are not even making 10% of the money. Oh. So everybody it's, of course it's going to be hyper competitive and cutthroat because they don't even know where their next fucking deal is coming from. So you got to watch your back, right? But once you get, and I was talking to Kathleen Black about this, once you get to a high performance level and you're at a different level in your business, that's when things open up. And because nobody gives a shit, there's enough money for everybody. And me even like giving away a deal means nothing in the grand scheme of things because there, I, I'm going to eat and I'm going to eat well, regardless of how much I give away. Yeah, that's, so, I love that. It's, it's yeah. true. Like I think a lot of, a lot of realtors have like a scarcity mindset and, and mm-hmm. you know, if you have an abundance mindset where it's, there's so much business to be made here that 
And, you know, I kind of touched base or back on when I said, you know, you got to charge for your stuff, but I still give away tons of shit for free because I think it was Gary Vee that said it and it stuck in my head forever. It's like people used to shit on Gary Vee for giving away free information and free tips and tricks or whatever. All these like entrepreneurs were like, hey, man, you know, we're charging 500 bucks for a course. You just gave this away for free. And he's like, and they'll always be like, you know, are you worried that people are going to come for your business? If that's, that's what you're giving away free information, they're going to come for your business. And he's like, look, if you, if I tell a thousand people to do exactly this, this is how you're going to make a million dollars. Maybe 1% of those will will actually go through and do do the stuff that you taught them. So I, I tell everybody all my tips and tricks, right? Like I, I meet with people all the time in Toronto and go through my CRM system and I show them how I utilize it. I show them my the tech systems that I use, my tech stacks that I use with my business. And I show them all the things that I use because, I mean, I, I, it's not going to affect my business. I'm going to do, I'm going to do okay. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like I said. agree. And um, yeah, <laughs> I was in church on Sunday. Most people don't know this about me, but I go to church every Sunday and uh, you know, that's what the sermon was about. It was about, giving yeah. away and, and giving as much as you can and it's going to come back to you. And I, I totally believe that. Um, that's the purpose of this podcast. At the end of the day, I, as a, you know, when I was younger, I was an attractive female in the real estate industry. I'm sure you can talk to Bay and you can, you know, exactly what it's like for the first five to 10 years when you are an attractive female in this industry. So not only is it competitive, but everybody hates you, especially if you're doing well. Right. So I just wanted to create this podcast so that I could, cause it's very isolating and it's very, you know, there's so much, tidbits of information that people can have for free in every one of these podcasts um they just gotta fucking listen to them right (laughs) but you know it's cool too like everyone we at at, at rare and i'm sure other brokerages too we we have like our mastermind meetings with all the people that are in the top of, of the brokerage and it's crazy to see like you know uh justin bregman for example this guy is an absolute shark that's making like like millions a year okay mm-hmm. he doesn't use the crm system like his business literally could not be more different than mine like i'm not even joking i yeah. i see what he does and i'm like dude what like how do you you know and so and your business is different than mine everyone else it, mm-hmm. it's there's so many different ways to be successful and that's the nice thing with, with this podcast what you're doing i think it's great because you can listen and in and everyone has a different way of how they got to where they are and you can take bits and pieces from every different bit of business and apply it to however you want to, you know, do your own. So it's kind of cool. Like yeah. there's no black and white way to do things. There's no, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. There's tons of options. And as a new realtor, listening to these podcasts and getting free information uh, is huge because you can, you, you can, you use whatever you want, right? If you don't think that would work for you, then don't do that part. If, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, there's so many different ways to make business or make money in this business. It's, it's great. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, okay, so I want to kind of do a little bonus round um, to our little interview here, and I'm going to call it Realtor Appreciation. Be nice to your effing realtor, and here is why. Dave, share with everybody some of, because being on social media, we get a lot of trolls. We get a lot of people sending us nasty comments on our posts. So everybody listen to these. And then next time you're interacting with your realtor, I don't know, maybe like call your realtor and ask them out for lunch or something, you know? 
So true. Uh, let me see here. I had one a little while ago that was really funny. Oh, not fun. funny to me. I didn't really care, but it might make some people sad. Uh, what is it here? Uh, let's see. Where'd it go here? Oh, here we go. Great. And this was just a post on me being, I was just giving information. I was just like educational content. Great. Mm -hmm. Another knuckle walking talentless realtor that scraped through high school and couldn't do anything meaningful with his career. <laughs> That's so mean. Like, I don't, I don't even know this person. I genuinely don't know this person. I don't even know who they are. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, let me see here. There's a couple I got roasted recently. So let me see here if I can find that. Oh, and no, we're laughing, we're laughing, but like, just people yeah. remember, be nice to your effing realtor, you know? Yes, it, it, uh, it wasn't nice. Let's see, this one was a good one. I got a, uh, let's see, maybe try a different profession. Uh, um, let's see, uh, one sick looking human being. Uh, what a terrible person. I wonder if he knows how awful he is. Uh, oh, and the thousand dollar jacket is the icing on the cake. Because <laughs> I was wearing a Canada Goose jacket. Um, what a what a tool. Uh, let's see. Can't stand people like this guy. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, let's see. I can go on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm a craft realtor. Like, and like this person. Who is this person? I don't even know. I want to look this up now. I just saw this one. Who are you? Hmm. Like, I, you know, I always said this. I thought this was strange. Like, as as a an adult human, like, do you? I've never been on social media ever, no matter how angry I've been, and have been like, you know what? I'm gonna write. Like, I don't like certain things people post, and I don't agree with everything everybody posts. But like, to go online as an adult human and be like, piece of shit, like fucking loser, like <laughs> what? Like what? Are you, who the fuck has that I know. time? Like, I didn't have the time. Like, if I don't like something, I'll just scroll past it and like unfollow them or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just me. But yeah. And like, we laugh at this stuff, but this is like, if you create a lot of content on social media, you're going to get this. How, do oh, yeah. you, okay. Oh, yeah. I have a question. Do you or Vey have any stalkers yet? Because I've had so many over the last 15 years i can't even tell you i had um a couple a couple that yeah a little bit here and there vey has got it worse than me she was also on the bachelor so she's got like the like th those people but uh yeah i got like some people that yeah for sure not too bad for me but she's got it worse than, me, than i do for sure yeah yeah i get a lot of nasty comments too Jesus. yeah there's, i don't there's no way around it like i mean if it comes from a fake account, it's like, okay, you took the time to one, create a fake account, probably for this reason. And then it's like, you know, if you look at their other comments, like uh, they're probably doing the same thing to 50 other realtors. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Towns, she, she yeah. kills me with responding. Like, <laughs> so funny. Uh, that's all you can do, you know? Like, you just got to laugh at it. And if you can show that doesn't bother you, it is what it is, you know? Like, it, it actually will probably bother them more that it's not phasing you. Yeah. But, and, you know, um, I've had realtors that I've coached on social media who have been like, hey, I don't want to post anything the least bit controversial because I don't want to get attacked. And I'm like, 
No. What do you think pushes the algorithm? It's comments and yeah. likes and shares. Post, like, just don't talk about the freaking government, please. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, I do the same thing. I saw actually. I I saw who what was it? There was a, a marketing guy on TikTok the other day, and he's like, when I post TikTok, sometimes I'll misspell. He'll he'll capture or title the video, mm-hmm. and he'll like misspell something or use wrong grammatical whatever, and he's like. That usually generates like 50 comments and which pushes it forward. He's like, I do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I fuck up on purpose on my content. Like little silly things here and there that people will be like, it's actually fucking there. Not, you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, thanks for that. You're pushing my shit. Thank you. But he does it on purpose. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you have any, um, do you have any final tips, uh, for realtors out there, um, geared towards maybe social media? Um, I think, I think you should use, I mean, a lot of people have this understanding or sorry, a lot of people think that by posting on social media, they're going to generate just tons of buyers and sellers. And it's going to be like, you know, and I did, I remember posting my first video and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get so many fucking buyers from this. (laughs) And it was just, it was all like realtors commenting like cool suit or whatever, you know? So there's other ways you can make money from social media, not just attracting buyers and sellers. Um, I, I, I took this again from Andrew Perry, but I get a ton of agent to agent referrals because I just came to the understanding that majority of my followers on my Instagram are other realtors. And I answer almost everybody on social. Sometimes I get super overwhelmed, but I, I try my best to answer and build relationships to all these different realtors across all of Ontario. And the amount of people that have, you know, sent me business from Niagara, Ottawa, Vancouver, um, because I follow them, they follow me, I follow them back, I comment on their shit, they comment on my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when they think, oh, Toronto, I have someone looking in Toronto, oh, Dave is in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of understood that I'm not always going to get buyers and sellers on, on Instagram, my majority of my followers are, are other realtors. So for me to, to, you know, profit from what I'm doing, um, I keep really close contact with a lot of realtors. I build really meaningful relationships on here mm-hmm. through, you know, Instagram. And then I get agent to agent referral business from that a lot, actually. So that's great. That's really yeah, good. That's advice. my biggest. Thing. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, um, I, 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 sorry, I feel like everybody, uh, most no, realtors out there are looking for, uh, instant gratification. And like any method of prospecting, yes. if you're going to use a content creation and as a way of prospecting, that's fantastic. You can definitely meet, reach more people than if you're knocking on doors. However, it could take you like six months to a year before you get a client from it because you're still building a relationship, right? That takes time. And, and people, yeah. that's, that's the problem. Realtors are fucking lazy these days. They want everything right yeah. now. Right. And that's not how business yeah. works. Yeah. There's no shortcuts, you know, there's no, there's no shortcuts in this industry in general, you know, whether it's however you want to do it, this, this business is all about building and meaningful relationships with people, whether it's through social media or in real life. But yeah, but you're so right. I did that too. When I was new, I, you know, I wanted, I'd put a video and be like, why is no one asking me to buy a house yet? Like what the, you know, but it takes time. And I've had people, I've been doing social media, like, like seriously for probably three years and only in the last like little bit now I get people being like hey I've been following you for a year and I'm ready to buy now I've been watching all your shit I appreciate it do you want to hop on a call and I'm like oh I didn't even know you fucking followed me but yeah amazing you know yeah yeah it takes time right 
Um, that's why I, I like to like, here's a tip for everybody out there. Um, share content that is your market related, not necessarily real estate related, because then you'll get the followers and the people engaging with your co community content. And then when they're ready to buy or sell, they're already there. Right. For sure. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's a long game. Real, social media is a long for the most part. I mean, sometimes I find honestly, TikTok. I've gotten a few buyers from TikTok and it's like more, but TikTok's, I don't get it still. I'm still figuring it out. Um, it, it's like such a, I think I like it so much cause it's like a gamble. Like I post a video that could be the stupid, <laughs> most ridiculous video ever. And I'll get like 15, 30,000 views. And then I post like, you know, with fucking graphs behind me. And I'm like, if you look at this graph here, according to the calculations, you should be paying. And I'm like, and then it gets like fucking two views. So <laughs> I'm still figuring out TikTok. I don't get it. Uh, but that's why I like it. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. when I post something, it can get some, it can be really viral or it can just be dog shit and no one cares about it. I don't know. Do you do lives, Dave? I've never done a live. Do it. Oh my God. Okay. So, so I talked to Madeline and we both agreed that's where all the leads are coming in on TikTok is through what TikTok Live. I don't even know how to, I'm going to Google this after. Just do it with Vey one night. Like literally just like sit there and like eat dinner and then let people start. <laughs> Who, like, are people supposed to know that I'm doing it or like, is it just like a, it comes uh, up? I don't even it know. It comes up on the For You page, right? So I don't need to like make a fucking event Canva stupid mailer and be like, Hey, come to my, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Interesting. Try it. And then let me know how it goes after you've done a couple, but I've in I actually, I've been doing lives with Madeline because it's, it's boring just to sit there and be like, wait for people to come on. Whereas me and Madeline can just like have a conversation about some asshole client we encountered or another douchebag realtor. And then people are coming in and before you know, people are asking questions about the market, whatever. Right. So it, it's nice. Yeah. And then let me know how that goes. <laughs> but I love your content. Honestly. Um, I think you're my favorite realtor on TikTok because your humor is like, oh my God, did he just say that? Like, and it makes me laugh, right? <laughs> so you, you definitely are my favorite realtor to watch for me, entertainment wise. Yeah. So uh, I really appreciate you. you coming on today and um, we got to do it again soon. Please, honestly, anytime. I appreciate you. I think you're doing a great job. Keep doing it. Uh, you're giving away tons of free content and, you know, it's great for new realtors to listen to this yeah. stuff. And even if you take like one little thing, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. Awesome. Thanks for listening to everything they never told you about real estate. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To connect with Carrie or for more information about her coaching program, check out carriesove.ca or at carriesove and associates on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.